Welcome to She Wrestles Truth and Grace. We invite you to join our conversation where we wrestle with how to understand and change our culture through the radical truth, grace, and love of Jesus Christ. Okay, episode three. <laughs> uh, we're changing it up a little bit tonight. We are going to talk more on a faith subject tonight than a more of a culture, though. I don't know how you really separate the two. You know what I mean? Uh, it's hard to kind of separate the two. They're always going to go together. But this is a little more faith-based as we are all Christians. Um, some of us grew up in the Christian faith. Some of us didn't. Definitely one of those people that did grow up in the Christian faith, so it's something I've always known my entire life. But our topic tonight is, is doubt bad? When those times when you're saying, I'm not really sure if this is what I believe, or something happens in your life that causes you, like, I didn't think it all worked this way. This is not what I thought God was. Um, Those times when you have doubt. And so our question is, is that a bad thing? Is doubt bad? Can it be good? Is it ever good? And I'll tell you, like growing up in church, I grew up in church, and I grew up with this idea that if you are doubting, you are somehow sinning. Hmm. I'm wondering if any of you kind of experienced that. So I was going to see if you'd tell me a little bit about how you grew up with faith, what faith played in your family, what, what your family looked like with faith. And did you ever experience that idea? Was that thought something that you grew up with? I can, my first real experience with faith and um, really thinking about my faith was, and doubt, was my father had died and he, we went to the funeral visitation a little early and I went up and saw my dad laying there and I was nine. And I remember thinking, if I had faith, I could um, command the Lord to make my dad come alive again. Oh, wow. But I don't, but that's not going to happen. I don't you thought think. that? Yeah. But I don't know why that's not going to happen. And if I ask and it doesn't happen, that will destroy my faith. Mm. So I better not ask because I can't figure it out. Mm. And then I don't, you know, I never asked anybody that question. And I just tried to, for years to figure that out myself. And you were nine, you said? Mm -hmm. And you grew up in? In the church. I grew up in a Pentecostal church. So they, you know, we definitely taught on miracles and believed we taught a lot, you know, they talked a lot about our faith and just, um, I don't, I wouldn't say it was an aim it, claim it type church, but faith was a big emphasis and miracles was part of that. So that was the first time that you really got to the limits of your belief, maybe, or explored the limits. Yeah. Just not under, understanding like like, like my, what I'd been taught made me believe that I should have the faith that he, if I just asked with enough faith, my dad would come back to life. Right. But there was that part in me that was like, that's not going to happen. So I'm not going to ask for it. Yeah. I think that's interesting. 
Mm-hmm. I'm not going to ask because I don't want to find out for sure mm. that it's not going to happen. Yeah. At least if I don't ask, then maybe there's still that. Maybe it could have happened. Maybe God yeah. could have done that. Yeah. Yeah. But anybody else, uh, how you grew up and how what faith was like when you grew up? And did you ever encounter that idea that faith or, or doubt was a sin? Go ahead, Roberta. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up in the Church of Christ and I, you know, I don't know that I had, uh, I, I don't remember having concerns about doubt, but I also don't remember having a really, really strong faith either. So I was just kind of going through the motions, I would say. I mean, not, you know, it, it was, the church was good and everything, um, but it was, uh, you know, maybe I just didn't connect well or with it when I was younger. So, um, yeah, it wasn't until I got older that I started thinking that you're not supposed to doubt, you know? Uh, okay. Yeah. When I kind of went away from the church and then I came back and, and, you know, have a closer walk with, with Jesus and, um, you know, you start wondering about things and then, but you're also like, well, am I supposed to wonder about that? You know? So yeah. A little bit of fear there that maybe you shouldn't doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But not until you were an adult. Okay. Stacey, you and I talked a little bit the other night uh, that you did not grow up so much going to church every Sunday like I did. So, um, so you went a little bit to church on the holidays. Yeah. We did, um, we did the Christmas Easter. <laughs> um, Cheester. The Cheester, as we, <laughs> as we coined it. Um, yeah, so when I was really little, my grandparents uh, tried to, and I lived with my grandparents for a while. So then I would go to Catholic church with them quite a bit. And we did have First Communion, and then we moved. And then that's when we started. So, you know, we're talking from probably age eight on, uh, we really just did the Christmas and Easter thing. And uh, did I just blank out for a second? Yeah. Just for a second. Um, so then um, we, so my doubt, actually I grew up living in doubt. Like I didn't grow up living in faith mm. about mm-hmm. God. I doubted everything that those people in church ever talked about. Interesting. You know, that's Mm -hmm. where I was. So, um, and it wasn't until, you know, I really started coming to church here and learning, first of all, learning, reading the Bible, learning about the history, learning about Jesus. Like, I really like, I'm sure that the name Jesus came across me multiple times in my life. I just never really heard it. Um, and so it wasn't until, you know, lo- you know, much after that, that I was like starting to understand what faith was and what doubt was. <clears throat> so I, I really, um, my doubt, but I, uh, Roberta, I do remember thinking uh, after that, that, ooh, I'm not supposed to have doubt. I'm supposed to just have blind faith. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that, that did come across in the things that I was learning. 
You do, do you think you were taught that? I was, do you guys, where does that come from for Christians? The idea that we're not supposed to doubt uh, that, bl- that blind faith is correct. For me, it was a misunderstanding or, or a lack of full understanding of what I was reading in the Bible. So, you know, reading, reading the contents and not understanding the context of it is really what it boils down to for me. But I don't think you're alone. I don't think it's something that only you do. I think a lot of people do that. Well, I think there's a lot of scripture, too, you know, that um, Jesus will say your faith has made you well. If you have faith as small as this mustard seed, you'll be able to do this. Um, Well, you believed without even um, seeing, you know, how much greater is it going to be for people who weren't here that to believe Um, or you believe because you saw how great it is that people who will believe who didn't see um, commending people for their faith. So I think that you read that and you think, well, that's the ultimate. Mm -hmm. So I should have that kind of faith where I just trust. Right. And if I ask a question, if I say, I'm not sure I get this, then that's somehow not having that faith and I know as a child, I thought that if I, if I did that, then God would somehow, I, I would be less than. So I spent most of my childhood feeling like I wasn't measuring up because yeah. I didn't, I didn't get it. You know, I didn't, I just didn't fit in with the beliefs of church. So, you know, mm. I was extremely shy as a child, um, And Christianity at its heart is a people-oriented thing. You have to be willing to talk to people. You have to be willing to evangelistic. You have to be, um, you know, in relationship with people. And I wanted to be the good person. I wanted to be accepted by God, but I couldn't talk to people. And I sure couldn't stand up in in front of a church and tell people, sure, I'm following Jesus. I couldn't even say that to myself hardly. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think that's where kind of those feelings of, I'm not sure I'm getting this, mm-hmm. We're, have been in me my whole life, mm-hmm. but I have, I have struggled with, with it. So I ended up doing a lot of research about doubt. <laughs> and like, so that sounds like um, shame. Then somebody mentioned fear earlier, but I hear shame in that as well. Like not wanting to let on that. I don't get what you guys are talking about and I should. And so I'm not going to say it and name it. Yeah, very much. And did you ever have anybody that you felt safe enough that you could talk about your doubts with? No, I don't think so. But I'm very, (laughs) I do now. Yes. I wasn't leading up to that, but <laughs> it on a podcast. <laughs> yes, on a podcast. I talk about it with everybody. Um, I'm also a very private person, so I I don't like to talk about my emotions or my feelings or anything like that. And so, even with somebody that I trusted, that I thought, you know, I, there was no way I was going to talk about those kinds of things because then I might cry. Mm. That was that was the worst thing. Oh no. <laughs> So, but I don't know. I, I've come to think like I am this way. I've been this way ever since I was born. God knows this. There's mm-hmm. got to be a place for somebody like me yes. in God's kingdom, I think. 
Yes. Even with all of my questions, even with all of my, you know, misgivings about, I don't know. So uh, that's what I tended to think. The more, if I keep reading the Bible, I, then there's a place for everybody. God didn't find, Jesus found, you know, he could talk to anybody. Everybody was accepted to him. So, yeah. And there's a scripture that says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So our faith does increase as we read the Bible talking about uh, Stacy and Susan, both of you have talked about research. And when I was 30, basically my 30th birthday, my husband walked out on me and I had already been really delving into the scripture a lot, but boy, that really sent me to scripture to say, well, what is that whole thing? If I ask, if I ask with faith, you know, what's going to happen and, and just seeing the character of God and questioning that, oh, you say you're going to comfort me. Are you really going to comfort me? Mm. You say that you're there for me. Are you really there for me? And just really wrestling with those questions and not being afraid to say, you said this, is that really true? Can I really trust you in this? Yeah. Yeah. I I think at the heart of it, faith comes from wrestling. Faith is not something that you can just say, okay, today I believe. And that's just words. I've really come to believe that faith isn't faith until it is doubted. Um, They are not opposites. They are two sides of the same coin. Uh Mm -hmm. Um, just like you can't really understand light if unless you have some darkness Uh you can't really know what you believe until you've questioned it because and if you don't uh, yeah I think at some point you have to or you could get to the end of your life and you get that that diagnosis that says you know you only have so much time left and I think for some people that's the first time they're like well wait a minute what's really going to happen here and and they're more afraid than they thought they'd be at the end of their life because they've had, they've had faith their entire life, but it hasn't really been tested. Hmm. They haven't I really asked those questions. My, uh, don't know if this is true. This is my presumption though. There's a lot of people who, um, kind of famous musicians or speakers, Christian, you read about it a lot that mm-hmm. now they walked away. You know, they were really all sold out to God preaching singing, whatever it was, and they've walked away. And they were like, God's not who I thought he was. Like, I don't believe it anymore. And I think, I don't know, that they didn't wrestle with those issues. Mm. That they just always said, okay, I, God's going to, it's going to be okay. I'm going to be a good Christian boy. I'm going to be a good Christian girl and just believe it and not be upset about this or not ask God these questions. And after a long enough time of doing that, there's just one day that you're like, I don't even know what this is anymore. Yeah. Yeah. He's never answered any of my things that I've wondered. And so it must not be true. That's interesting that um, what you just said about he's realizing that he's never answered any of the prayers or any of my and so um, when, when I first started uh, reading and I was being discipled, um, it, was, uh, it was brought to my attention that I can be looking for answers 
and and maybe uh, I wouldn't typically notice the answers because I'm not looking for them. Mm-hmm. And so I wonder when you say that, I wonder <clears throat> how many people, you know, or how many times you asked something or, you know, just even thought, I wish God would, you know, step in here, but didn't, didn't look for his response. And we just assume that his response is going to be our desired response. Hmm. Yeah. I think about, so 25 years ago, I think more than that, Henry Blackaby wrote a really great Bible study called experiencing God, understanding the will of God. Um, I've probably done it at least three times and it's still one of my favorite Bible studies. And in there, he talks about having a moment that's a crisis of belief. And I think when I thought about it, that's what doubt is. It's that moment where I thought that it was supposed to be this way, but wait, it's not happening this way. So is God really who he says he is? And that crisis of belief is that doubt, is that questioning. And when you go through that and you work through it and see who God is, then you grow or you go. (laughs) Maybe, I don't know. Yes, I I remember that Bible study, Jeanette. And that's actually, uh, I think that was really pivotal. Because I think he put words to something that there hadn't been words to before in mm-hmm. our, uh, our 20th century church at the time. Um, and, it, yeah. it, and it did incorporate that as a part of faith, as a normal part of faith. In fact, a necessary part of faith. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. Another thing I was thinking about it, sorry to keep talking, <laughs> jump in anytime. Um, is what you were saying, Stacy? like what is you're looking for? You are asking for this one thing. And I remember really struggling with my faith when we moved here to St. Louis. We had sold our house. We were looking for a house. The timing wasn't working out the way I thought it was supposed to. We couldn't find a house. We were looking and there just seemed to be nothing on the market that we wanted in our price range kind of thing. And I kept thinking, I just have to believe everybody keeps saying, you know, have faith, have faith. It's all going to work out. And I kind of broke down in this parking lot of QT actually just, I can see it from my house. It's so funny that that's where I had kind of this crisis of belief and somehow working through it, I realized I was trying to put my faith in, God's going to sell this house. He's going to find us this house. He's going to get us an apartment. We're going to, he's going to show us what school district to live in, et cetera, et cetera. And I was putting my faith in the outcome instead of my, just my faith in God. Mm. So like kind of, it was that thing where I know that this is wrong, but I don't know what's wrong about it. And when I realized, no, there's so many things that could happen but my faith is that God knows where he needs us to be and it's going to work out in his timing. And actually just, just, a, it's a long story, but like everything that happened was perfect and everything fell into place exactly the way it was supposed to for so many reasons. And so then the way that you had anticipated, or had way wanted. different, 
way different than I'd wanted or anticipated, so much better. And the fact that I'd struggled with it and then was able to trust God and then see what he did increased my faith. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, that's, that is how you experience God. I think when, when we have, when things are going good, we're not really looking for him or that's the time that, you know, we're working and helping others and we're not we're giving more than we are needing to take in from God though we need him all the time. Uh, so yeah, I do think that that is how you grow. But you didn't realize it at the time. You didn't, the things that were happening, they weren't what you expected. So how long right. was it before you realized that it was, it was working out? Oh, was it, it really right wasn't. away? It really wasn't long after that. It probably was a month or less than a month. It probably wasn't really until, I mean, when we, our house sold and we found the right house, like all of a sudden, I think I saw all of these different reasons and things to see why it worked out the way it did. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Another part of uh, doubt, I think too, is that just that I kind of alluded to that good Christian I'm going to say girl, since we're girls, idea that sometimes um, people will be like, oh, this terrible thing happened, but it's okay. God is good. Instead of stopping and saying this terrible thing happened. And I, I want to say, I mean, I know the answer, but I want to say, I do say sometimes, is God good? Is it going to be okay? Because I want them to really stop and think about it and wrestle with it. Yeah, there's this idea that we can't be sad about something or grieve the loss of even just the loss of I thought it was going to be this way. I thought I was going to get to be married for 50 years and that's not working out. I'm losing my spouse. Um, Even just grieving that idea, I think, is valid. Um, because we feel like we have to put on this face that says, but it's okay. God's good. Mm-hmm. So it's all okay. That's have you... was... Yeah, go ahead, Roberta. I was going to say that that is sometimes I think in why it seems like doubt is not allowed in the church because you see sometimes people going through hard times or maybe you don't it doesn't seem like hard times to them because they're just, well, you know, it's all God's plan and I'm, you know, it's fine. And I, I know that it'll be okay. And, you know, and you see other people and you think, Oh man, my faith is not that strong. Like, I don't know how I would feel in that situation or whatever. And, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, sometimes it is like, you kind of feel like, Oh, okay. But as a Christian, I should have all that faith, you know, it should be just like that. So. Right. We we've gotten this picture. Yeah, exactly. And I wonder how many people feel like the Susans of the world and you know, how many people in the church are like, I don't want to let them know that I don't really have that strong of faith or that I'm having doubt or, you know, crisis of belief, um, because I'm not supposed to. And so if I don't say it, and if that person doesn't say it, and if she don't, you know, she doesn't say it, then we're kind of supporting the idea 
by not saying something. And so that's why it's kept out. Yeah, and I think in in some ways, like when you do talk about doubt, like I think we have, and you talk about it and you dig into scripture or you talk about to other people about their doubt that they have it too and how, you know, how faith has come to them even with doubt, like that some of the best, like knowing God comes out of that when you dig into it. Um, you know, maybe I am doubting this one thing, or what about this one promise? Like, it doesn't seem like this, you know, what, you know, what's the deal with that? Then you dig in and you come out, like you said, on the other side, like if it, if your faith not tested is, you know, maybe it's not faith, but after you test it and show your doubt to other people and they show you, it's like, that can, can grow you. I think you said that already, Jeanette, but yeah. No, you can be like what you were saying too, Roberta, like somebody says, oh, it's, you know, like God's got it and it's okay. But we do that to people sometimes too. You know, we say to them, it's, it's okay. God has a plan. We're trying to comfort them, but we're not giving them a chance to uh, express doubt. And then if they express doubt, we can be like, oh, don't do that. Oh no. Like that. It scares us. We shut it down. Right. It's because it's scaring us. Right. Cause we don't yeah. have the answers. If you haven't been through that, if you haven't wrestled with the same things. Yes. Mm-hmm. I did find a, uh, an article from Barna research. They did a big study on why young people are leaving the church. One of their six reasons was the church feels unfriendly to those who doubt. Mm-hmm. That was one of their six findings. Wow. So there, there is no place to express doubt or to get to ask those tough questions. Um, do you think it's because we don't have good answers? Um, I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> I think some of it is. I think yeah. some of it is as a church, as a faith, we haven't wrestled with some of those tougher questions. Sometimes I can think of um, that sometimes when people have struggled, that they're not, maybe I can see where God's working, or I have the faith that I know that this is going to get better, but they're not ready to hear it. And so that's a really important component of that too, is having myself have enough faith that God's going to work in their life. So I don't have to give them the answer because God's going to give them the answer in his time. And sometimes what they really need is just a safe place to express their doubts. Mm. So what, what are you saying to somebody who's maybe what if it's not going to get better, Jeanette? What if it's Mm -hmm. something that's not eventually going to be okay? Mm -hmm. I think in my old years now, I'm more likely to just sit with somebody and say, yeah, that sucks. And that's it. Yeah. Cause it's just, it's too easy to come and say, but God's this, but God, you know, like that's not, that's me trying to comfort myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not, um, I might ask them some questions if I, if it was that place in a, you know, in our relationship or in their process, you know, just some questions, even like, well, 
yeah, it's not going to get better. I don't know. My friend, I have somebody whose friend, my friend whose sister is dying and I'm just like listening to her and I'm not trying to say any, I'm not saying, well, she knows the Lord. Well, she, you know, like Mm-mm. it's terrible. I even asked the question, why is it that we have to go through this? Mm-hmm. You voiced a question that she was probably asking, but may not have had the courage to actually voice. Maybe. It's kind of what it sounds like. And that's, I like that you said it and that can kind of give her permission to go there a little bit. And she probably needed to. You know, when we talk about faith, uh, faith is not knowing, but believing. And we want to be knowing. I think when we come up with faith answers, sometimes we come up with it like we know. But faith isn't that we know. Faith is that we believe. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah. I was actually just getting to that too. I think we're getting ourselves in that direction Um, because there's something that I think Jeanette, you have said multiple times to me that comforts me. And that is, unfortunately, we don't get to know all the reasons why until we're on the other side. And I always think, dang it, because I want to know that that's what my belief is, you know, stuck to. And so how can, you know, that's, that's where my doubt is, is my, my doubt or my belief, my faith is stuck to belief, which is stuck to facts Mm. and knowledge. And you're right. Um, Believing something without seeing it is faith. Yeah. 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 And I, I, hmm, I, I, keep thinking as you guys are saying that, that I know that's the answer, but there's a doubt, um, that it's like, I don't, I don't want to think that I have to check my brain at the door. I think I've heard you say that Susan, or maybe, but I've heard it before that I have to check my brain at the door and just believe. And I don't think that's what we're saying either. That's not the answer to doubt. Um, so I think it, combines like fully understanding your belief and faith. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's a leap of faith is not, is not logical. So it's not a leap of logic. We're not super trying to supersede logic here. Um, One of the better things I read once was that a leap of faith is a leap of commitment. You're deciding to say, I'm going to choose to believe this until I find something better, until God shows me something better. Um, this is what I'm going to choose to believe for now. So coming from a previous non-believer background, that's this girl. <laughs> um, Susan, you and I had that conversation the other night um, and we were talking about where we came from and um, Susan had said, you had said, um, that you just grew up in the church. So wrapped up in it that, um, that belief in God or, or you know, anything about God and Christ and everything was just fact. It you, was, yes. Cause I grew up going to Sunday school. So it's, it was, pres- then, it was 
those things yeah. were facts, not beliefs. Right. And then, and then you said, and this kind of goes to that um, study where the reasons why people leave maybe um, is because then you said, and then one day you found out that other people didn't have those facts. And then that kind of threw you a little bit. Um, whereas I grew up not having those facts at all. And I was in search of knowledge because there was something that other people knew that I didn't understand, that I didn't know. And so I was running towards the church, trying to understand this faith and this, this set of facts. <laughs> um, and it, you know, it's not until I check that, that, um, that trying off the list, trying to find out more and, and just reading about Jesus. And the more I know about Jesus, the more I love him, the more I can just choose to believe. Mm -hmm. I think that's where I am with that. I think that faith has some component of obedience to it. Mm -hmm. I was thinking about, oh, one time I was in a very difficult relationship and I was reading first Corinthians 13 love is kind love is patient love is all this stuff you know all this really difficult stuff to do and I was very angry and I really wanted to not be all those things but I'd been memorizing that scripture and I had been meditating on it and I just felt like that's what God wanted me to do but it it sounds weird maybe, but at that point, it was such a leap of faith for me to do that. So I always think of Indiana Jones and the last crusade. Yeah. And he has to step off that cliff. Mm -hmm. It's like his leap of faith and he can't see that there's this like invisible bridge there. And it's not until he steps off that he sees it and gets caught. And that's how it was for me. Like, that day I read those scriptures and I was like everything in me says logically I shouldn't be this way this person doesn't deserve for me to be this way but I'm going to be and the second I made that commitment that decision to be that way it was like I'd taken that step off that cliff and then God was that bridge that just met me right there mm. and like gave me the peace the strength the ability to do it but it first took he didn't give it to me before I took the step I had to take that step mm -hmm. I think God does help us take that step though don't you think oh well I mean he showed me the scripture obviously he had convicted me to think that I should do this he but at, the end, at the end it's still your decision to do it right yeah and I think that's another thing that's difficult with faith. A lot of our faith questions are, I want this relationship to be okay. I want this person to make these decisions. I want somebody to act this way. And God gives all of us free will. So I think our prayers make a difference. And maybe he gives those people more chances or more ways or he influences them. But he's not going to come down and make them do what we want, no matter how hard we pray. <laughs> I don't think. Do you? Mm -mm. No. Yeah. You might choose to work some other way. It might not look like what you thought, but I think he could. 
it might still work, even if it wasn't that specific prayer. I would almost go so far as to say that God seldom answers my prayers the way I expect, want him to. And that's probably a good thing, right? Because we're flawed and he's not. (laughs) Again, back to being the little kids, you know, the little kids are saying, I want candy every, for every meal. And the parents give, you know, a well-balanced meal because they love their child and know what's best. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I have a, a thought here. For uh, anybody, if you are getting to a place of crisis of belief, um, mm-hmm. if you are doubting, because I know I hit a, a circumstance in my life at one point that I almost walked away from it all because I really thought God was not what I had thought he was for a long time. It was like, if this is what you are, maybe I need to rethink this whole thing. So if you get to that point, I would offer three thoughts, three things to remember if you are at that place. And I probably have to put on my glasses to make sure I get them right. The first one is to talk to somebody. Um, I think the enemy does his best work when we are alone. He wants us alone, not talking to anybody. Hmm. And the minute I think that I make myself talk to somebody, I see the fallacy of what I was believing. Mm-hmm. What I was, most of the time I am gone down some rabbit hole of believing something about God that's not true. And the minute I start to talk to somebody, I either hear it myself or they can bring me back and say, is that really what's true? I mean, because it's, it's so emotional at that point. Um, yeah. You know, and, and talk to somebody that's safe. Yes. A safe person that allows you to do that. Like we've been talking about, be that person that can that's not going to be uh, shocked that you're doubting. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's important to say, to make a decision because not to decide is to decide. Uh, if you're not going to believe anymore, then, you know, be willing to say that. I'm really thinking about doing that. Instead of just going on saying, I don't know what I believe. That's, you know, just apathetic. Your faith isn't going to grow at that point. Um, you'd be better off staying. I, I think I'm not going to do this at all anymore because I think God can work as long as we're still seeking. And that's my last one. Keep seeking, mm. keep looking. God does promise that he is there for those who seek him. If you seek mm. him, you will find him. Mm. So even if you don't have the answers, as long as you keep looking, he promises he will find you. That's really good, Susan. Yeah. I did learn something from all of my, all of my doubting and I still doubt. And I, it is such a passion for me to uh, work against that statistic that I read. I don't want people leaving the church. Right. uh, Because there's not a safe place to ask questions, ask tough questions. Yeah, because, I mean, in the end, you think about it, God gave us these brains. He gave us um, the, the ability to reason through things. And um, so if you're doubting, it's from God, maybe, you know, uh, I don't know. what do you guys I think? Totally, I totally believe that. I mean, he gave us the ability to doubt him. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's one of the things I love about God, you know, yeah. is that we, he let us do that. So. Yeah. And every now and then, I 
I'm going to guess it happens to a lot of other people, but if not, bear with me. Uh, every now and then I think, what if it's not true? What if all this is oh, yeah. just a hoax or, you know, and God's not real and this isn't. And um, on those moments, I, I mean, I can look back and see so many reasons that I think that it's true uh, or, you know, no, seeing God answer prayers, et cetera. But at that point, it is just kind of like that. I believe it. I don't know. I don't know, but I do believe it. And um, if it's not true, I guess I'll find out one day. And I don't know. I so agree. Anyway, my whole thing to that is just to say that if somebody else is every now and then having that moment of, oh, I've, I love the Lord and I've had this great faith had a moment of, is this really true? Like, you're not the only one. Mm-hmm. And I would say don't despair if somebody you know has uh, expressed some really big doubts about faith. Um, as long as, it keeps them talking. I would say keep them talking. As long as they're talking about God, they're thinking about God. Um, mm-hmm. It's and, when they stop t- talking about it. Right. And I think, um, you know, best thing that we can do is then pray for them, pray for them and pray that they hear God speaking to them or can see what God has done in their lives. And yeah, at that point, they've heard a lot of words probably from church people. They've heard a lot. Of, they don't necessarily need more words, more facts, more reason. Maybe they just need our love. Maybe they mm-hmm. just need to feel uh, God more than uh, hear about him. A non-anxious presence goes a long, long way. And faith is having a non-anxious presence. So I love that. You're with somebody who's having these doubts, being with somebody who isn't anxious about the fact that you're having doubts um, is something for them to stop and be like, oh, Okay, maybe I don't have to be as worried if you're not worried. Yeah, I I, I love that, Jeanette. I think that's uh, I love the non-anxious presence because I mean God is not surprised by whatever we can come up with in our brains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if our faith is is uh, is strong at the time, you know, we all go through doubts and faith time and. If your faith is strong at the time and then there's no need for anxiety or, um, you know, upsetness or um, trying to defend because God's going to do that. He, we don't have to. So, yeah, like you said, so no need to be anxious. Um, just being there and just showing God's love. I think more than anything that impacts people. I mean, I, I know it sounds preachy. And when I say it, I'm like, oh, what does that mean? But I just, you know, just trying to be kind to people um, goes a long way. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, that might be just enough to say the faith is there in that person. Yeah. And, and, and it's all, it's, it's good. Well, I would, uh, as we wrap up here, I would offer that, uh, if anybody listens to this and needs somebody to talk to, definitely 
could comment on our video at the very least. We certainly welcome a conversation about Absolutely. doubt or anything along those lines. Uh, I've come to a place in my life, I hold my beliefs about God with very loose hands. Um, I just, there aren't a whole lot of absolutes that I, uh, just speaking for myself only, not for <laughs> our entire group here, that uh, I'm pretty, I've had to just come to a place where I'm not going to understand everything about God, so I'm not going to try, but I'm going to keep pursuing it. So. Mm -hmm. I love that. That's great. So, any other thoughts before we go? No, I think we put that on a good note. Yay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Love it. We will be back with another episode, correct? Yes. We don't All know right. what it is yet. So if you have suggestions, let us know. Yeah. yeah. Great. Oh, yeah. Because we can talk about just about anything. <laughs> and have. <laughs> <laughs> See you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.